I know this might come as a shock, but look who just texted me actually asking for you. And it was That's like, the Luna. and I was like, at that point, I literally remember like I ran outside, like freaking out, like, holy, like they want me, they want me. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Power Play. And on today's episode, I am joined by Alan Owens. Alan Owens is an online content creator, streamer, YouTuber, TikToker, and internet personality. Alan began his streaming career as a way to connect with friends online, but quickly became addicted to the interactions with his audience. In August of 2018, Alan Owens made a decision to start streaming on Mixer and quickly gained notoriety as an outspoken Mixer partner and top Fortnite Battle Royale streamer. If you guys want to check out more about Alan Owens, I left a link down below to his about under Luminosity Gaming as well as his Instagram. So go ahead and drop him a follow on that. Let's dive into the episode. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Power Play. And on today's episode, I am joined by Alan Owens. Dude, thank you for coming to the show today, brother. Excited, man. I uh, You sent over the message. I saw my one of my boys is on it. So I was like, yes. ah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I had Bobby on a few weeks ago. And I'm kind of debating on who set up is better, yours or his. It's a pretty tough call. Now nah, we know his setup. It's, yeah, he's got. He, he knows it too. He knows it. Too. I mean, my setup's not even like I, the lights aren't even on. I usually have the TV on with like usually they'll either be playing my stream or like a game so people can watch in the back. But hey, either way, dude, it's a dope setup. He's got he's he does have the shoes though. He has the whole shoe rack, and I was just I was drawn to it. I was drawn to that. But to kick off the conversation, dude, you were in Luminosity Gaming, such as Bobby Souls. I asked him the same question. I asked you the same question here. How did that start for you? How did you get involved with Luminosity? So uh, really it goes back to when I was growing on TikTok, um, not many people were doing the gaming stuff on TikTok. Like I, th there was some people there before me, 100%, but I, I had a really rapid growth. Like I started around, I think it was, it was October of 2019. And uh, I was only doing gaming clips for like the first four months. And then I started doing skits and I just had like an insane rapid growth. Like I hit like 200 K within the first month of me doing skits. Wow. And my second month, I had seen a lot of my friends that were professionals, uh, signing with this talent agency, uh, Carter Pulse. And I was like, you know what, let me, let me reach out. Cause a lot of my friends, they were like, Hey, like, dude, like they did so good for me. Like, I never thought like I could even get this type of money from these type of organizations. Like, cause we always, it's just as humans, we always undervalue ourselves. Like it's mm. just it's naturally how yeah. we are, you know, like we see, all right, this person makes this amount of money. This is what I could potentially make if I was as big as this person. And I was, I mean, I was kind of in the same boat. I, I kind of actually always like, I always said, I think I undervalue myself. So I reached out to them and I said, Hey, do you guys represent any like content creators or just professionals? And they were like, yeah, for sure. Like we have all these streamers. And I'm like, well, I actually make TikToks. And uh, at the time, like I had 400,000 followers on TikTok. And they didn't like represent it. They were like, you know what? We never represented anyone that's on TikTok. But like we're down to talk. So we talked, they pitched me, I signed with them. And with it, in the whole period of, of us talking, me signing with them, I went from 400 to 500. So they were like, okay, this wow. growth is, they were like, this growth is big. This is yeah. happening at a rapid pace. So uh, at that point, they started reaching out to organizations on my behalf. But the funny thing is, 
they got contacted by Luminosity about me because the CEO's kids followed me. And they liked my content a lot. And they were like, yo, like this guy's really good. So then I had a conversation with them. And uh, I just like, that was like, for me personally, like that's like a dream organization. Like mm -hmm. every content creator that like I quote unquote, like looked up to like people that I'm like, that I drew influence from like Ninja, CDN the third, Cypher PK, like those guys were in Luminosity at one point or another. And I was like, damn, like imagine like being in the same like pedigree lineage that they went through. And then I was yeah. like, and I'll be honest, I, I had a lot of offers from like other like very large organizations and some of them were more lucrative on the money end than the Luminosity offer. But like, for me, I was like, do you go with something that's more of your passion? Something that like, you know, for me, it's like a dream. Cause like how many times are we going to get to do this? You know, right. Like, really, exactly. Like, how many times am I going to get to be in this type of situation? Is like, not many, <laughs> not many. Right? Maybe once so if I, that. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. So I was like, let me take the, the option that like, I, I really like dreamed of. So I just like, you know, we, we took it, we signed with them. And then I was like, damn, like, this is, this is real now. This is like, this actually happened. Now, what was your emotion when you signed to them? Cause you mentioned here, it was your dream. Like I, cause like, for me, I haven't really experienced this yet. I mean, I haven't, I haven't when I get, to, you know, talking to certain people, but when it came to emotion, like, were you emotionless or were you like over the top emotional? So there was three points where I was like super emotional in it. The first point that I got really emotional was when like, I gave a list. So we had, there was about 10 organizations that reached out to my agency that were like, Hey, we want to work with him. And they were like, he was like, name three that you really want, because I'll make a push for those if they didn't already reach out to us. And I literally just told them, listen, like, I just, if it's Luminosity or anyone on that level, I'm cool with it. And they're mm -hmm. like, look, we have people on that level, but we don't have Luminosity yet. Um, and they hadn't even, they had just signed people to Luminosity. And they didn't even mention me yet because they like, they were like, we only signed pros, like the content creators went to like other organizations that they signed. So it was just like the chance he's like, Hey, by the way, I know this might come as a shock, but look who just texted me actually asking for you. And it was That's like, the crazy. Of Luna. and I was like, at that point, I literally remember like, I ran outside, like freaking out, like, Holy, like they want me, they want me. <laughs> and then the second point was when they, they sent over the contract and I was like, Holy, like, this is, this is actually like, it's not talk anymore. Like this is yeah, it. It's real. Yeah. And then the third time, the final time was when I announced it and I had built up like a little hype thing behind it. I made like a whole like cryptic like messages. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I went live, I had 5,000 people in the stream. I've never wow. had that many people. No one hosted me or anything. And I had 5,000 people in my stream. The chat just like nonstop flowing. I had no clue. I couldn't read anything. And the funny thing was I was supposed to announce at one. I had to stall for 47 minutes. <laughs> with 5,000 people in there freaking out going like, you said one o'clock, you said one o'clock. And I'm just like one minute. So they were calling me the one minute man. Cause I'm like one more minute, one more minute. <laughs> and like, cause they like, they wanted to get the tweets ready, the YouTube video ready and this and that. And like, dude, it was just at that point, like when I announced it, I like, I, there's a video on YouTube and like, I kind of broke down. Cause it's like, damn, like everything that like I did led up to that moment, 5,000 people were watching me announce the organization I'm going to join when like two months before that, I was lucky to get 30 people in my stream. So when did you start creating content? 
So I started creating content in August of 2018. Um, I, it's funny is my sister's birthday was August 2nd. That's literally the first day that I had streamed on Mixer. Before that, I would go live on my Xbox and I wasn't really like going live. Like I would go live for my Xbox just so we could record me playing against my friends in like whatever game we played in case somebody tried to say that the other person didn't win and we would have the recording. Cause it happened all the time. Like we would play yeah. like UFC or NBA 2K and the other person would be like, no, you didn't beat me. Like, what are you talking about? Like you're, you're making shit up. And I'm like, no, we can go here yeah. and you won. Back and look at the recording. And um, around July time, I had went on vacation with my girlfriend to um, California and a lot of my friends were starting to take streaming serious. And I was like, I go live here and there, people come by, but I never looked at it like a thing to do. Mm-hmm. It was more of, I just went live to go live. And I asked my girlfriend, I was like, yo, like, I kind of like want to take this content stuff serious. And she's like, well, you know, like you, you own a business. It's going to be kind of hard. Like you don't really have all the time in the world. Like, you know, some of your friends do. Cause a lot of my friends that were doing it were like, they weren't working. Like that's what they did. And I was like, you know what? My parents, so I had just moved back in with my parents because um, my sister was going to graduate high school. And uh, she just, she literally asked for me to move back in. So like, so like I can be there for her for last yeah, yeah. year. And um, I was like, my parents are going away for three weeks in the summer to, to like Italy, Spain and doing like, I was like, what if I like take those three weeks and like just test try, like, you know, streaming seriously and this and that. And like, my first month of streaming on Mixer, I had gained like 4,000 followers. And that was more than enough to get like partnered on there and stuff. And I was like, damn, like I'll give it till the end of the year. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. And I was like, damn, I really like this. This is something like, that's really fun to me. Yeah. And I had gotten partnered on Mixer. I started taking like content like serious, but it wasn't until that next summer where I was like, okay, if I really want to take the serious, I got to start making content. Like make like streaming is making content, obviously, but like you got to make content yeah, out of it. Exactly. And I was like, I started like uh, making like YouTube videos and like I'd make like montages or scripted Fortnite videos. And then I would post on uh, Instagram like clips. I would post on Twitter clips. And it was around September time that I had seen a lot of people talk about that Charlie D'Amelio girl and they were like heard about that's all you heard about that's all you heard about and like people were like saying like whoa this girl's growing at a rapid pace but everyone's like saying this app's made for lip syncing and dancing and this and that and i was like if there's an app where no matter i don't care if they're lip syncing and dancing this girl can get 10 million followers in a three-month span there's no reason that a gamer can't get a hundred thousand exactly more yeah so I, in my head, I was like, let me just start posting clips. And at the time, my Instagram clips were getting like two, 300 views. My first, literally my first clip on there got like 20,000. And I was like, I get it. That's legit, I get yeah. it. I get it that this, this is how these people are growing. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I understand. I'm not getting millions of views like this Charlie girl is. But like, if I slowly build up in the gaming niche, it's going to get somewhere. So from literally that October till January, I gained 10,000 followers. And that was my second biggest platform behind Mixer, which took me over a year and a half to get to 50,000. I was like in four months on a brand new platform, I gained 10K. And I was like, this is legit. 
Now, what can I do to grow even bigger? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I started, you know, I started messing around. I was doing skits. I was doing some of the big trends and I was like, I get it. I understand. Working. Yeah. It's working. And I just, yeah, I just started growing. Now, now, do you make content full time? Because you said you mentioned you're on your, yes. you're on your own business. So I, I sold my business. It was, it was actually funny. Is uh, 20, yeah. So December of 2019, I get a call. Uh, my dad actually owned a small percentage of the business with me because he gave me an initial, inv- he helped me with my initial investment. Yeah. Because um, I was working at a firm at the time. I had left and I would have basically had to dump my entire bank account to start the business. And I literally went to my dad. I was like, hey, is it cool if like I can get, you know, like X amount and I'll give you a percentage of the business. And he was like, dude, you don't even need to give me. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I'm not one of those people who takes hands out. I'm handouts. I'm going to give you a percentage of business for giving me an initial investment. And like, whatever happens, happens. And I got reached out to by a few investors at the time. They're like, hey, we want to just buy you out. And I was like, damn, I don't want to be bought out. Right, exactly. But I also saw it as an opportunity where if I take this, I can potentially try this full time and see what happens because I will have, you know, two, three years to work with based on the amount of money I'm getting off this two to three years to work with where if it doesn't work out, which never sunk in my head, I told myself it's going to work out no matter what, or theoretically, if it didn't work out, I have money to last me that time. And then I can go back to doing what I was doing. And I was, I didn't even think that, I didn't think that TikTok would have actually been that avenue. I thought that I was going to blow up on YouTube before then, or something was going to clip. Right. I never, I never, I never thought it was going to be TikTok. That's what clicked for me, you know? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I just, I started doing this full time in technically January 1st of 2020. Yeah. January 1st of 2020, I had just started doing this full time. Dude. So you blew up fairly quick with content creating and I like that you took that leap, dude. Like, you know, you, you got rid of that business and like, here you are. And did you think you'd be making content like ever? I mean, like, cause you say you streamed with friends, but like. So, n- the funny thing is I never thought I'd be making content now. Like I really hoped like I could have been like one of those guys where it's like when I'm in my forties or fifties making vlogs about how I got rich and stuff like that. Like I used to always tell that to like my friends, like people that even worked for me. Like I said, like, my goal is I grow this big enough where I can sell this business and I have enough money where like I can do vlogs about being rich and all stuff like that. Like I never thought it'd be like this hundred yeah. percent. I never thought yeah. that. And it's funny as I always tell people, like, I think like I am in a spot way faster than I, not that I should have been way faster than I expected. Like I always tell people like I got here way too fast. Well, two and a half, like, three years is short. Like that's, yeah, that's quick. And I was like, I got to, from when I first started making content to in luminosity, like it was, it was like a year and a half, like two years, basically two years of me making content. And I went from being an, a guy streaming from his Xbox in his, you know, basement with literally just an Xbox and an Xbox connect as my camera to I'm living in a gaming house with other creators, you know, like having the time of my life vlogging for a living playing video games, making yeah, your own face on a t-shirt. Yeah. My own face on a t-shirt. My, Dude, I still can't get over that shirt. I love it. <laughs> my usernames on the back of a tier one billion dollar organizations yeah. Jersey. You know what I mean? Like to me, it's just like, it, it, I tell people sometimes like 
I didn't get to experience a lot of the things that I wish I got to in terms of growth because of how fast I grew. I feel like I missed out on like, I didn't really even get, like, I tell you, I didn't get to celebrate 300,000 followers on TikTok because I went from 300 to 400 in a, yeah. about a two week span. Yeah. But I didn't really get to like, that didn't even get to sink didn't in. Didn't get to sink in. Yeah. Yeah. Before I even got to the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And I always tell people like, now I'm way more into like, I want to celebrate even those small milestones mm-hmm. anytime I can to be like, I did this for this. Like when I hit a million on TikTok, like I went out with my girlfriend, like we got dinner, this and that. And like, I tried to let that sink in and it sucked because the next thing I thought about is how do I get to 1.1? How do I get to 1.2? And that's yeah. the one thing about this industry that I tell people all the time that sucks is like, you will never be satisfied. Never. It's just never. like, it's just like money. You'll yep. never be satisfied with the amount you have. You always want more, but you have to live in the moment. That's the exactly. one thing I always try to say. Live in the moment because one, you don't know when the, fa- the faucet's going to run out. But number two, it's just like when someone tells you, you know, how did it feel to get your first 100K, if you never got to like let it sink in or, or like celebrate it, what are you going to say? Oh, I hit 100K. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. When I hit when I hit 10k, I was freaking out. When I hit 100k, I was freaking out. And then it's like they started like multiplying, and I was like, "Damn! Like, when is that gonna sink in?" It's tough living in that moment. I know exactly how you feel. I was talking to a guy out on the podcast beginning of the year, and he was saying to me, and I took it with a grain of salt. He's like, "I achieved this goal. This happened." He's like, "All right, I celebrated for a little bit, and I moved on," but. Like you said, like it's it's really hard to cultivate and capture what's going on, especially when you're growing so fast because you blew up in a two and a half, three year, you know, span. And it's tough. And I haven't had that experience yet to where I've just went from here to here because I started this thing. It'd be it'll be a year, I think, what is it, next week, two weeks, something like that. It'll be a year since I've been doing this. But like the next thing I wanted to ask you is. I know a lot of content creators or people such as, and I'm not calling anybody out, but let's say Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio, they blew up fast and it made them very, you know, they, it blew up their head. How has it affected you in a good way or a bad way? So I, I think that like, it's a little di- like we're more mature, like yeah. being, being like my age, like I feel like, and I'm not saying I'm old or anything, but I I've been through like the 18, 19, 20, 21, where it's like those little things that get to you. I think for me, like, I more see the the building blocks that this has for me that I it, it can't blow up my head until like if I got to Charlie and Dixie's level maybe it would you know what I mean like right I, 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 lot, I, I, yeah. I don't I don't know like that's like that's a whole like yeah. two three steps up like it hasn't really affected me like I the funny thing is people always ask me oh well like you must have changed and I'm like. I read all my Instagram DMs when I can. I try to respond to them. My Twitter DMs, I try to respond to as many as I can. I try to respond to my TikTok comments until like a certain video like pops off where it's just like, I can't reply to 3000 comments. It's just, it's just it's not gonna tough, happen. Yeah. It, it, it's just like, I, I always try to tell them like, time is impossible. Like I literally go look at my last five videos, add up all those comments. And let's say it takes me a minute to respond to each one. That's more than a whole day of responding to comments. Yep. I can't even put out a next video. Yeah. I try to tell people like, you need to understand like, they're always like, well, you know, like, like a ninja's change. He doesn't even read his replies. I'm like, the guy has 15,000 yeah, replies. Yeah, he's millions of followers. Like, yeah. don't, you know what I mean? Like, there's certain things where it's like, 
in my discord, like I try to stay as active as I can. And like everyone who's like a part of the community knows, like they know everything about me. Like I'm very like open about things. Like it's got to the point where I'm so open that my, uh, like that when you Google how old I am, they know what high school I went to. They know my parents, they, yeah. like, you know, like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, how the, how'd you find all this information? So like, you guys, camera? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, have you guys really been sitting in my stream, like waiting for me to say what high school I went to, what college I went to, my parents' names, it's where I was born. Like it's literally creepy. like you Google, yeah. how old is Alan Owens? It has my birthday. It has what city I was born. It has where I live. And I'm just like, yo, Cause I'm like, you're definitely not finding it on my Facebook. My Facebook's per private on everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, where are you getting this info from, man? Like it's dude, the internet is nuts. They know everything. And it's they just do. like, I personally think that like all it has is it's just opened me doors. Like it, it's funny. It's like, I tell like my roommates here all the, all the time. I'm just like, by the time like this is all, all done. Cause like this doesn't last forever. Right. Like we, we don't, we don't make content forever. We're not, we're not here to make content for the rest of our lives, which I mean, some people are like, some people might make videos till they're 60, who knows? Yeah. Like this is so brand new. Like we haven't really seen anyone like blow up and like retire. And we also haven't seen someone really make this like a, you start at 18, you finish at 64 type thing, you know? Yeah. So we yeah. really haven't had that span yet. And we will, we'll have people that do this their whole lives where, mm -hmm. you know, at first they're an 18 year old kid that vlogs and plays video games. And then, they can become a do-it-yourself creator, a vlogger, a whatever they go into. But I look at it as like, it's a stepping stone, like for the rest of our lives. Like while we're here, use it to grow whatever you want to do next. Cause like, I personally would love to get deeper into like, when I'm done making content, I'd love to help the next generation of people do it. Whether I work at a huge management company or work at one of these uh, tier one gaming mm -hmm. organizations, or I make videos on how I got to where I got to, you know, like, yeah. I would love for it to be like a building block to the next step of what I do. And like, I think one mistake that a lot of these creators do is like, they spend all their money. Like I have all these guys investing all their money now. Like Bobby's a perfect example. Bobby had no idea how to invest a single dollar into the stock market or crypto lives with me in his first month, invest like half his money into it. And it's like, damn, like, this is what it's like. And I'm like, yeah, like, this is what it's like when you make your money work for you. Like, you know, like you don't have to be live 24 seven to make money and stuff like that. But we're given an opportunity where we can go live, make money and use that money to invest and make even more money. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to do other than content creating? I mean, I know you just mentioned a few things, but like anything for you, like that's, like something that you are inspired by or something that you're admired by and like that you just want to take and like, okay, you know, I love content creating, but I also love this. I definitely, I like philanthropy a lot. Mm -hmm. I like, uh, I've been doing like when I was in college and I was in a fraternity, like I always did philanthropy stuff. Like I would love to like, if I ever get to a position where I can retire at a younger age, like I'd love to be involved where either I start a nonprofit or I get involved in a nonprofit. Like I'm very big in like mental health stuff. I'm very big in like uh, child, uh, anything that, you know, like any pediatric type stuff. Mm. Like I like getting involved in that type of stuff. Um, and like anything that can like help people grow as people is the type of stuff that I like to get into. But like, it takes a lot of time and money. Like that's it the does. big thing. Like everyone's always like, well, why don't all the rich people do this? And it's like, well, the reason they're rich is they're spending all their time and using their resources mm -hmm. yeah. to get rich. Yeah. And I'm like, I would love to retire by, you know, 35, 40, and then just the rest of my life dedicate to helping other people right. grow, whether it's in this, whether it's philanthropy, but like, 
I don't have like any like projects like that, like where I'm just like, you know, like I, I want to make a cooler version of Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's people yeah. out there, like I have friends that are like, like I have a friend that wants to like make like a better version of Amazon. And I'm just like, do it. Yeah. You know? Do it. Like, 10 toes down. Do it. Yeah. But the next thing I want to talk about, you keep on mentioning money. And for me, I'm 19 and like, I mean, I, for everybody, money is a necessity, but especially for someone who's so young and I'm trying to save and I'm trying to build and I'm trying to grow my brand. And I like to explain to people because a lot of people get caught up in the misconception of money. Money is nor it, it you know, it's not good or bad. It's a necessity. You need yeah. money to survive. Um, the Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather fight last night. Logan, not Logan Paul. Floyd Mayweather said something like, is that something about money? I don't know the exact quote, but he was like, can you feed your kids a legacy? He's like, you need money to survive. You need money to sustain. And as long as you know how to manage that mentally and physically on yourself, but also for others. And what I wanted to ask you was, as someone who makes content and someone who is constantly consumed by the internet, how do you look at money? How do you value money? And what does it mean to you? So it's more of like money is your gateway to like, the way I look at money now is just like, it's a gateway for opportunity for like things that you either want to do. Like, like I, for example, if I want to retire at 40, I need a certain amount of money because mm -hmm. you got to survive the rest of your life on X amount of money. Right. But it's also a gateway to, if I want to go to Florida and I want to go enjoy a vacation, I need money. Yep. But I also need the money that I'm losing out on by taking this vacation and stuff like that. So I look at money as more as like a gate, like it's, it's, it's a gateway to opportunity. And that's why I always tell people like when you're spending your money on not something that's not necessary or something that like, you know, it's not necessary. It's like, you're throwing away certain opportunity, but for you, it, it may, it may be worth it. Right. Like mm -hmm. there's certain people, like I went to a sneaker fest the other day and I bought two pairs of sneakers. There's some people that'd be like, Holy smokes. Like you threw away so much money. To me, it's like, wow, I really wanted those yeah. two pairs of sneakers. And it, it brings me happiness to have those. When I wear them, I'm going to be excited to wear them. And for some people, like that's a, what I spend on that is a, is a vacation to Florida. Right. It's a, it's a rent payment for some people. And for me, it's just like money, all money is, is opportunity. That's, yep. that's literally all it is. And it's an opportunity, whether it's you surviving you retiring, you doing things you want to do. And that's really all it is. So like, yeah. it's, it's for you to choose how you want to spend your money. Like for me, I was, when I was your age, I was spending so much of my money. And I'll be honest. Like I would, I always knew how to make money. I always, always had a hustler's mentality. I uh, had a few ATMs by the time I was 20 and that was bringing me college money. So like, I literally mm. would just like run these ATMs. I'd have cash, which I can spend to go out. And I'd spent all my money. If I went to the mall and I saw something I liked, I bought it because yeah. I had it. Right. And then as soon as I finished college, I was like, damn, I don't really have money now. I'm making this money, but I'm also, <laughs> but now that I'm also spending all this money and it's like, well, how am I supposed to go on vacation? Yeah. You know? like, but I also, when I go on vacation, if I go on a five day vacation, that's three days of not working. That's three days of my bills, money going away and stuff yep. like that. So that's just, yeah. Like, I hate when I hear people say like, oh, money's the root of all evil. I, I never really understood that. So like, it, for example, if I came up to you, Alan, and I was like, hey, man, I got this organization. I got this charity. 
I want you to donate to them. And you say, okay, yeah, sure, of course. If I go up to somebody who is evil and, you know, they're just money driven and money hungry and they just, I don't know, they're just not right. And I come up to them and say, hey, I need you to donate to charity. Like, absolutely. Like, hell no. Like, it all, it all falls in the intent of the person. And like, it's, it's tough to decide and it's tough to, you know, differentiate the two, but like, I don't, I, I can't really stand when I see, hear people say like money's the root of all evil. I just, it, it depends on the person. It, it is, it definitely, it's all about the person, but it's also a lot, of, a lot of it's situation, man. Mm -hmm. Like whenever I hear people say like stuff like that, it's like, oh, like this person got rich. He started cheating on his wife because he had money, this and that. But it's like, that's, that's all personality traits that yeah. were just brought out because they yep. have the money. You know what I mean? Like you can say so many different things, but it's like, it's like me, for example, if I had a hundred million dollars, who knows what I, I don't know what I would actually yeah, Exactly. Do. You've never been in that you position. Know, you, yeah. yeah. You've never been in that position, but, and it's like, I, I I've been around a lot of rich people. Like I have, you know, like family members that have, that are very wealthy and it's like, they've, they've been the same person. Like, and I've known them before they had a lot of wealth where they were just like the normal. And it's like, it literally is all about the person you are. Mm -hmm. Does it unlock more gates for you to be quote unquote evil? Yeah, Absolutely. of course. Yeah. You it's have, fine. you have money. Yeah. You can go and do, do anything. anything. Exactly. You can, yeah. You can literally go and do anything where it's like, it's like, if I'm broke, right. It's like, if a, if a broke person go, goes and does something that's like stupid, it's like, oh, they're a thug. They're a criminal. They're a thief. When a rich person does it, it's like, oh, like they're just rich and they think they could do anything they want because they can get away with it. And it's like, no, nah, they're this, they're the same yeah. person. It's just yeah. one has the opportunity to do it at a much larger scale yeah. than the other. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Money's an iffy subject and I've never talked about it on this podcast and I'm glad you kept mentioning it and I bought it up, but I got one more question for you before we go here today. As a content creator, how do you propel yourself into taking your content to another level and growing your brand? It's always evolving. That's the one thing I try to tell everybody. You always need to adapt and grow. For example, when I first started TikTok, you were able to throw shit against the wall and something would stick. Something would stick. Like, but everything evolves. Everything gets better. Everything gets harder. Everything grows. And you need to grow as a person and evolve with it. Or you're going to get left behind. And perfect example, that is Twitch. The people that used to just stream for 13 hours a day that started in like 2017, 16, 15, and all that, there's goal, there's, the strategy then was if you stream for 12 hours a day, some point or another, the people that are on there are going to stop by your stream. The platform has gotten so saturated where if you're not separating yourself some way or another, other than just streaming for 12 hours a day, you'll never have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. With TikTok, you used to be able to record the TikTok, not edit it at all, and it would do well. Yeah. Now you will get ripped apart if you left the part of you going back to pause the timer or you do anything like that, you'll get ripped apart. People will be like, wow, this guy half-assed this video. Wow, this guy doesn't even care about us. Wow, this guy, this guy's doing I saw it today. I saw it on YouTube. Some dude was tearing down somebody for doing it. And like, it's just, it's crazy. It, it's just like, as long as you're evolving and you're staying with the times, you will elevate yourself. But you also need to remember that you have two options realistically when it comes to content. You either copy someone or you make trends. There's no, there, like whether, I don't give a crap what anyone says, you have two options. Because everything's been done mm -hmm. or you're the guy that started something, you know, which so many rare. times, which is very rare, but it's like that those also help you get noticed, but it's like, 
you need to understand what you're doing is either you, you need to see what's working and you copy what's working, but you put your own twist on it because you, every person obviously does something different unless you're new main and you copy it word for word. Um, but you, you gotta just like, you gotta be self-aware of, yo, am I a person that just makes something better? Or am I a person that can come up with something new for me personally? I always wanted to be, do something new, which is like, I started a few trends on there. I started a GameStop trend. I started um, where I would do the toe liquor trend and I would do all these like little trends where it's like, I knew that people would always relate it back to me, no matter who copied it, because I did it the best. When they, when they see that, they know it's me. So when you're a content creator, think of, can you take someone else's idea and make it that much better? Or can you come up with an idea that can be a trend and always remember to keep evolving from that. Never go back. Like so many times you'd be like, oh, let me go watch these old videos. And I'm like, why are you watching a video yeah. that did well in 2017 when he's, he's using a freaking cell phone to record that video? We have thousand dollar cameras right here. Like you're, you're already in a different world. You're in a different yeah. realm. You needed to evolve as who you are as a creator, evolve your tools, sharpen your knives every single day and keep up with the times. Like yeah. look at Charlie now. I always tell people, look at Charlie now. When she first was doing them, like she would just, she would copy people's dances and just, you know, because she did them a certain way, people loved it. Mm-hmm. Now she brings her personality out when she does videos. She does these mini vlogs. She looks for things that she can do different than anyone else because she has a platform. Now she can evolve around her. Yeah, dude, it's about that constant growth and that constant, you know, evolution of a person, I guess. Um, but any Instagrams, Facebook, YouTube, you want to plug before we go? Everything is Alan Owens. Like you name the social media, it's Alan Owens. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitch, TikTok. You find him on Google. I, you could find yeah. his age, his height, yeah. his parents, Just, anything. <laughs> You Google Alan Owens, it'll have my age, you name it. Just like you, anything Alan Owens, I'm there. MySpace even, I think I still have a MySpace, Spotify, you name it, whatever. All right, dude. Well, thank you for coming on, brother. It's been a pleasure, brother.